We're on. It's Triple Cross. I'm John. That's Casey. We're talking football and baseball. Can you hear me? Is my is my volume? Is my is my mic working? I can hear you. You can, can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you, and that means everything works, and that is nice. That is good. That is neat. Uh, Casey, baseball happened. Just sure uh, did, John. Yeah, baseball games were played. I'm out of breath. Because I was dancing to our intro music. You can't not dance to that intro music. It's, it's tough just, not to. Especially it goes so standing. hard. You know? It does go hard, yeah. Especially if you're standing up. It's. I mean, what are you going to do? you just going to stand there and not dance? How like dare chump? you? Um, about it. Baseball happened. Uh, I googled baseball to see what happened. I guess the wild card is a three-game series. I think. If somebody, we, don't, we don't cover baseball, so if somebody in the chat wants to tell us how the wild card works, it seems to be a three-game series in which uh, – it looks like I deleted that Google search, so let me Google baseball nice. again. Good stuff, John. See what happens. Brought to a strong start, y'all. Real strong. Um, it looks like the Rangers beat the Rays in the wild card, which means the Rays are out, and – the Blue Jays beat, or the Twins beat the Blue Jays, which means the Blue Jays are out, and the Phillies beat the Marlins. The Phillies were your team, so that means the Marlins are out. So the Phillies are in. So now we got Rangers, Orioles, Twins, Astros, Phillies, Braves, and Diamondbacks and Dodgers in the actual real playoffs. Yeah, uh, whatever Phillies fans say, let's go that thing. Yeah, uh, I don't know, Love Brothers or something like that. Yeah, Philadelphia, <laughs> get some cheesesteaks. Bells are awesome spinach that's probably what they say um <laughs> that's all i know about <laughs> benjamin franklin i don't know probably I electricity electricity uh, yeah so philly they're in ba football also happened yesterday casey uh before we get into that i'm going to remind everybody because we got 12 people watching right now everybody get the likes on the video we already have 10 likes on the video as soon as we get the 20 we will give away a 25 dollar gift card uh, I see 10 or I see nine on there right now. So we'll give away 20 or $25 gift card. As soon as we get to 20, we already owe you guys one $25 gift card for getting us to 10 Casey. I don't know what to say here. Do I say, how about them bears? Or do I just say, man, the commanders, Ooh, eesh. I don't know. What, how do you feel Ooh, about this? Do you think it was like a good uh, uh, ding thing? Walla walla bing. You remember that? You just yeah, kind of started right. that off isn't, and it isn't there like a the thing with it. Like, I don't know. Probably was little, little hand how, dance. You know what? Yeah. There was, I'm sure. Yes. Right now. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, thanks for back. Thanks for having my back on it. You know? Oh well, yeah. I'll have your back, your front, your sides. Top, <laughs> definitely bottom, got my front. All of it. I got you, uh, bro. Yeah. But I don't know. What do you think? Bears good. Commander's bad. Both. Your choice. All of um, both are bad. Probably. <laughs> yeah. The bears answer. aren't good. I don't think we can take yeah. this game and be like, Hey, look, the bears are good guys. Hey, you guys heard of this one in four football team that's just absolutely killing it? Like nobody's ever said that. They've had a good game. Yeah, uh, they had a good. They had a phenomenal game uh, for sure. Uh, I have DJ Moore in like four fantasy leagues. He's probably my second highest like exposure player. Yeah, and that works for you this week. About it. Yeah, pretty stoked. That's and you know what's beautiful about it is he's a guy who's who hasn't been killing it so far the whole year. So he might have been like a, a start sit kind of decision for some people uh, depending yeah. on your roster, but he did just good enough last week. Last week he had like a little bit of a, a mini like breakout uh, better than average performance. So I think a lot of people were feeling confident in him coming off of that performance. So now 
I mean, people just feasted. I don't know. In, in a full PPR league, he had 49 points, I think is what it was. Jeez. Um, I'm winning every matchup I have him in <clears throat> this week, Yeah, which is phenomenal. It's, it's great to know that you win on Thursday night. Yeah, well, and I think it's like uh, you, you were you were really low, right? Like having a high exposure guy that we kind of thought Justin Fields was like really going to be good this year. There was a lot of there was even some talk about him having like an MVP candidate type year. DJ Moore going to be the number one guy. So having a lot of exposure on DJ Moore seemed pretty safe when you drafted. And then we've had three weeks of like who what is happening here? This is awful. Uh, yeah. And then finally, I, I actually thought. I like for a minute there when it was 30 to 20 and the, the red or the, not the Redskins, the commanders were kicking that field goal. And I thought you need to go, go to in. jail, sir. Are you kidding me right now, John? I can't believe we're doing a podcast together. Who yeah, do you think you I are? The Redskins. Yeah. What? How dare you? You need to cancel yourself. If you had any self-respect, you would cancel yourself right now. Aren't the, aren't the Indian tribes like, no, bring it back. We want We actually wanted it to be the Redskins. Yeah, yeah, of course they are. Cause there's no rules to make any sense these days. John. Yeah. Uh, anyway, when the Washington football team that is currently known as the commanders, we're about to kick a field goal. Uh, and it was like 30 to 20 and it was going to be a one score game. I was like, I, I honestly thought like, I think the bears might lose this. Like they might just find a way. Oh no. I fully thought as soon as they started getting momentum going, I was like, I was like Oh, there bears was going to do it again. Like they're yeah, the bears... best team at blowing a lead for sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's no better team in the league at finding a way to lose than the bears. So that's the best I, compliment you could give them. I thought the bears would be, you know, they'd, they'd find a way. I really thought they would find a way Hell yeah. uh, to lose the game. And, DJ Moore just said game. He called game. You know, he was like, "No, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take over." Since all you guys seem to think like, "Hey, we're supposed to find a way to lose," he's like, "I think you have it backwards, we're, guys. We're supposed to find a way to win." They're like, "No, that doesn't sound right. I don't think, I don't think that you've played football in Chicago long enough. Like, you, you're not supposed to win. That's weird." Yeah, I think if Justin Fields continues to have struggles, then they should just put DJ Moore in at quarterback and just let him, let him eat. You know? Yeah, I mean, he seems to be the only one who cares about winning. Um, that guy's good. He's always been on he's crappy good. teams. He was like my little league career, just incarnate. <laughs> yeah. I in don't think NFL. you ever played on a good team. Yeah, that's DJ Moore. He's that's like, DJ Moore. He went from the Panthers yeah. over to the Bears, and he's that's disgusting. He's like the Booby Miles, except for if Booby Miles wasn't on a good team. If, so like, if give him the ball, let, team... let him pat, let him throw the pass, let him catch the pass, let him run the ball, let him return the punt, let him kick the field goal, let him do everything. If DJ Moore found himself on like a below average team, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like the Colts maybe, or like, you know, the Jags, a lot of those teams in that division kind of thing. Like a, like a, he would be he like would a be, better below average team. Yeah. Like, like just, just below average, you know, not okay. terrible, just below average. He'd be like, this is incredible. This <laughs> is the yeah. best football team I've ever been on. Yeah. There's somebody else here who can catch the ball besides me. That's wild. He is exclusively on dumpster fire teams. And that's just the way his career has gone. Yeah. And, uh, Wait, we'll see what is, happens to these bears though. Didn't he have overlap with CMC in Carolina? Bro, that didn't make him a good team. I know. Somehow you've got the best running back in the league and you got DJ Moore. And it's like, well, yeah, we need there has to be a person with a heartbeat who can hold on to the football taking snaps. And we, we didn't have that. They didn't have that. You know, like you got to have somebody who can take a snap and hand the ball off or throw a yeah. short pass. Uh, and True. yeah, I mean, that's, that's an essential part of the game. The football has got to get from the quarterback to Christian McCaffrey or DJ Moore. Uh, and so Justin Fields is able to get the ball to him at least. And I liked Justin Fields last night. Like he actually looked, he ran a little, he didn't run too much. 
Uh, he stayed in the pocket and passed plenty. It's not like they're crazy reads. I think they do. Maybe they simplified the schemes for him a little bit or something like that because his reads haven't been looking very good. But, like, I mean, he he made good throws to open receivers, I guess. Like, that seems like a weird bar to say it's a good quarterback. Like, he hit open guys. Like, you're an NFL quarterback. It seems like what you should be able to do. But he hasn't really shown he could do that yet. He showed it last year, but not this year. You're absolutely right. And it just looked night and day out there. It seems like a flip, uh, a flip switched, basically. A flip switched, uh, one might say. Yeah. Uh, we past 10 minutes now, so sorry that I fucked that up, but that's okay. Um, it's all right. Yeah, no, uh, Justin Fields is a talented guy. He's extremely athletic. Uh, and, and I think he does have what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. Just what a horrible spot like a horrible team to be on to try and prove that to the entire league. I know to be one of the top 32 guys. That's just, that's not fair for anyone. Well, prove it on the bears. You know, like if you can prove it on the bears, odds are you're really like in the top half of the quarterbacks in the league. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. If you make the bears good, that's yeah, that's impressive. It's like also Sam Darnold's whole career. You're like the jets, the Panthers. Uh, all right. You can't make those teams win. You must suck then. You must not be good. Yeah. No, man. Like, okay. (laughs) You got to be real good to make those teams good. You, yeah. Do you think, what do you think the ceiling is for Justin Fields? Like what's best case scenario? Like give me a comp for a best case scenario version of Justin Fields. Yeah. I mean, it's not that crazy that there was MVP talks before the season. He has all the, the makeup and I'm not just like flipping. Dude, wears makeup? I already said, yeah, dude, wears eyeliner, mostly uh guy liner. Him, him and Derek Carr. Huh? Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, when I said I had the highest exposure to DJ Moore, that also happened to be the QB receiver combo that I chose to target for for stacking. So I have almost as much. Justin Fields is also in my top five highest exposure players in fantasy. So yeah, so far this oh. season been a little rough, right? Yeah. Luckily, I had the like Fields Purdy combo just about everywhere because they're super available. Yeah. Uh, but the reason why I did that is because I do believe in Fields. Fields can run as fast as anybody. He fast. Um, he can throw pretty well uh he knows how to throw football he does and seems like he's done it before yeah and i think with a guy like dj Moore, we saw like what they're capable of you know and they just need to develop that chemistry and for fantasy football for actual football i think we learned something last night and that's you know great teams spread the ball around but the bears need to become a good team first (laughs) and good teams find the guy and they throw it to him you know what i mean yeah you know what i mean or like Like back when the lions were like trying to be good you had matthew stafford just hyper targeting megatron and i yeah. think dj moore he's no megatron but he is justin fields megatron right now that's yeah. the situation we're in or like even when the ravens were just trying to be good it was like hey uh you know just take the ball run with it like make one read run with the ball like i mean that's the thing it's like they need to just be like let's uh just try and get the hand the ball in the hands of uh either justin fields on a run or dj moore on a on a pass and like that's our offense you know it's like yeah. one read thing um no i mean look it worked whatever they did it worked last night uh so big dj moore nights seem to translate to teams by the way success. his his stat line just so people know they believe us how big it was eight catches 230 yards three touchdowns yeah uh, tell me about the commanders. What do you, what you, what do you think? I mean, cause like they've been, what's going on there. They, they've they been it's, good. And then we were like, what are they? This is what they've always been there. They're like, they'll mm. beat this team that they're not supposed to beat. And then they'll like lose to a team. They're not supposed to lose to. You don't know what they're going to do. I, I I'm, I'm usually on the same page when it comes to like bad teams being bad. 
you know, bad football teams going to be bad football teams. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I don't necessarily think that is actually what the commanders are this season. Uh, they're under new ownership, right? So like, it's, right. the last thing you can say is that they're the same old commanders, right? At least from like a, an ownership point of view and a decision-making point of view. Right. So we still like, have that same head coach, right? And same, well, same, same, same head coaches just recently. Like, you know what I mean? They've gone through yeah. so many, they have to keep changing the mask every two or three years. It's yeah. still a pretty new look head coach. He was only hired like a couple of years ago, new ownership, new quarterback this year, a lot of new players. Like they're just, they're kind of rebranding. Uh, I think this is about as good as you could have expected as a commander's fan this year. I think Sam Howell could be a guy. I think he's probably in the top 32 yeah. quarterbacks in the league right now. He's, he's got guts and I like that. You can see he can mount a little bit of a comeback, a little too much to overcome on Thursday, but <clears throat> Sam Howell's a decent guy. And I mean, nothing's more fun than like when he makes a play, you just kind of, yeah. Howl with him. Uh, you know what? He slings the ball around. He's pretty fearless, which is nice. That's fun. You know, like that's like he's mm-hmm. going to throw some interceptions, but he doesn't care. He's Crazy. Like, I'm, I'm here to play football. Like, what do we do? I'm not going to I'm not going to just freeze up like Zach Wilson out here. Like, I'm going to do yeah. some stuff. You know, have, have uh, you watched him throw the ball, though? Have you seen that? Like that trail foot kind of like, I don't know what that is. This terrible. Like, yeah, like it. Yeah, it's like he doesn't step with his opposite foot fully. Like or he like, like he, he kind of like, foot like comes through. And he throws like a guy who like I don't know. It just looks he kind of shoots like he kind of throws like you like jump shoot a basketball like he like like how a, how a like how a stereotypical like girl might take a jump shot how they kind of yeah. like jump onto like one foot and like kind of yeah uh, like he kind of does that with the football <laughs> yeah. a little bit a little yeah. bit no he slings it around though and he is fearless uh, I still like him some talk about Ron Rivera not being there next season or even this season and sure. uh, Eric Bieniemy the offensive coordinator just taking over. No, you like that or no? Hard pass, hard, hard pass. pass on hard. Pass Bien-Ami on Bien-Ami. is okay. So, are you familiar with Bienemy's no coaching career? Long time OC for a phenomenal team. Would you like to take a guess where he came from? Um, Great team. Think top top offenses in the league. New England. No, New England. No, much much better. Much premier offense. Oh, you're you're talking about more recent than that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because I'm like New as, England as of last good. year. New England was pretty good for a long time, man. He's the uh, first year OC for Washington. So the last job he had. Yeah. Uh, San, was it San Francisco? Not San Francisco. Nope. nope. Wrong conference, but you're on the right track. I'm on the right track. Oh, wrong conference? Yep. So he was in the AFC West? Yes, he was, actually. I didn't say West, but he is. He was, yeah. Oh, Kansas City? Yeah. He was okay. the OC for the Chiefs. Long time OC. I don't know how many years exactly, but he never got it. You know, he, they're so good. You'd think, like, how did he not get a head coaching job offered to him, but this is how it works in the NFL. If you are the OC for an offensive minded head coach, they don't tend to give you the credit for how good your offense is. They say like, well, yeah, but the head coach runs the offense. You know what I mean? So right. people just gave so much credit to Andy Reed for so many years. They go, you got to go somewhere else. Be enemy. If you want to prove yeah. that you are like head coach material, because how would we even know that he decides of all the places he could go, Dang he goes to hat. Washington <laughs> Crazy move. I mean, if he pulls it off, I agree. He's a genius. Yeah, he has yet right. to pull yeah. it off for sure. <laughs> I think that he's getting in the way of the playmakers on that team. They have talent. And I mean, Sam Howell, like I said, I think he's a good quarterback. Once it looked like Sam Howell was just kind of playing backyard football, trying to get in the game, he looks so much better. I don't think the enemy is the guy. I would not think that going from Rivera to the enemy would be a 
an upgrade by any means. But I also don't care if Ron Rivera is there at all. If I'm a Commanders fan, like I don't think he's the one lead, leading you to the promised that, land. That's either. kind of what I'm hearing from the fans is that it's like, yeah. hey, got the ownership out. Let's get the ownership's head coach out. Let's just re let's just run a hard refresh on this. Uh, Magic Johnson had some words. He did not like what he saw as a new uh, co-owner of the team. So his tweet or X, po his post on X, I can't do it, man. I can't call it X. It's too weird. It's like one syllable. It's just like a letter. Can we call it like Twixer or something? Yeah. Twi his, like his, baby tweets, steps. his twi his tweaks uh, said, tonight the, commander, the commanders played. Tonight the commanders played. They did play. Uh, tonight the commanders played with no intensity. <laughs> Period. And that is it. Yeah, tonight the commanders played that's the whole tweet tonight the commanders played uh with Barely. no intensity or fire we didn't compete in the first half and got down 27 to 3 heading into halftime it was too big of a hole to climb out of and that is why we ended up losing 40 to 20 um hold on hold, feel on, like, hold on can i you, can i ask to me, you a question it feels like it's like did you think you were breaking this news like everybody saw it even before we get to that i gotta ask this question yeah we like what? Yeah, a he's a, he's an he's an owner. He's an owner. I get it. That is, was like. Part oh, of, is he one of the owners? Yeah, I didn't realize he was one of them. Yeah, he's one of them. Oh, okay. I like this. I like this storyline more now. Okay, yeah, Magic. No, yeah. Ma Magic owns like a few, uh, or owns franchises? part of a few franchises. Yeah. Yep. Of of the NFL or of no? Uh, I think this is the first NFL foray. So like he owns uh he owns like part of a lot of different leagues basically. Do you he's think a, there's much Ma crossover? Magic's a pretty so savvy business dude. Do you, that's what I was going to ask next. Do you think there's much? I mean. Sure, sure. Savvy business dude, not going to hurt you being an NFL owner, but like such a defined skill set, kind of what you need as an NFL owner. And there's only 30. Well, I mean, OK, there are part owners. There's only 32 teams to own in the NFL. So being an NFL owner is like a particular type of thing. Do you think there really is much, same with other sports? I'm not saying that. Uh, yeah. Do you think there is much crossover from being an owner from one sport to the next? And is that I don't like, think he's like an active owner. Like I yeah. think he's a minority owner, but it's like he just he gives the team a face a little bit, you know. Um, and I think that he's pretty big on like a lot of his franchises are good because he'll just he'll pay for them to be good. Um, he won't like he's not like yeah, let me just make the money and not pay uh, the tax or whatever it is. Like he he'll pay up for his franchises to be good. So I think that's why fans were excited about it in the off season when the old owner, I can't remember his name, the old owner like was out and magic Johnson became one of the new owners. They're like magic typically pays up, you know, and, and makes the franchise good. Uh, but he's not, I don't think he's like an active decision-making owner. Well, I do think that most the time that I've seen players like get into ownership, they tend to have that mindset of like, let's, pay up and get good players like i mean that just yeah. only makes sense as a player's as a player you'd be a player's as a owner. player's owner yeah yeah, exactly. yeah player owner um no yeah i i i think it's interesting magic's chiming in uh some of the some of the comments on his post were like hey i mean they just played a short week you know after an overtime game intense overtime game against the eagles um you know, it's in, but I don't know, man, the bears played a short week too. And they had an intense game on Sunday as well. It's not like they got ran. Uh, so the bears have had the most intense season thus far. I yeah. mean, the intensity in that just like, imagine the, I think we've all had jobs where we start to feel kind of like, Ooh, maybe this, my job we always is not fail. Like really high right now. Like you kind of start feeling like maybe yeah. this department might crumble. I don't know. Like I it can't seems imagine like we're always failing. Like. We're never hitting our goals. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And when it's a football team, an NFL football team, everything's out in the open. Everything is public. 
and there are clear like two or three people, you know, the the face of the franchise quarterback, the head coach, the owner, those three people, they're plastered everywhere when you're doing great and when you're doing bad. And when you're yeah. doing bad, I can't imagine you wake up thinking like, I can't wait to get to work. <laughs> I just can't imagine that. No, I, I mean, everyone in the Bears organization has to be like, man, this sucks. Like, this just <laughs> this is so bad. We were they were on a 14 game losing streak. Longest active streak in the NFL. Yeah. 14 games? They snapped it though. <laughs> Cracked. That I mean, so that in and of itself, uh, I mean, let me tell you a story because my little league career is clearly just as high stakes as uh NFL football. I was on a very good little league team one year. I was the That's opposite. Nice. I was I was on some good teams. Uh I was on a very good little league team one year, and we lost to a team the second worst team in the league. So there was the worst team in the league that lost every single that game. That sounds like one of my teams. Yeah. And then there was the second worst team that lost every single game, except for their games with that worst team. So they were like three and whatever number of win like losses. And they beat us. They, they beat us in a game. And we, we only had like one or like we were splitting with the other best team in the league. We had maybe like one loss. That was like our second loss. Uh, and they beat us. And it was like, the party they had in right field after the game. Like they had, they had catering coming in. I was like, did you guys call that like pizza in? Like they had like a pizza party out there. There was soda. There was champagne flying around. They're like, I don't yeah, care if they're 12. Foot. They got orange slices. Yeah. They're 12 year olds drinking champagne. Yeah. Their parents are like, I don't even care. And oh. uh, it's their topless it's, girls in the stands. Yeah. The, the other car crashes in the parking lot. Trippers, all of it. You know? Yeah. All, all of it right there on the little league field uh at a middle school and in our coach we were in left field after the game meeting and our coach was like like take that in like that's like wait till you guys get to school <laughs> that, on monday that's, that's what he said he's like wait till you guys get to school on monday because they're like everybody will know about it by then or they'll talk about it like it, I, I mean that's the commanders right now like he kind of just made us sit there and watch it right like oh we won a game we're like oh, son of a bitch like that's the commanders right now can't feel good you know that's all right i mean listen neither of these teams are like relevant let's just be honest you know i mean the well, bears the commanders in the playoffs right um maybe close i don't know if i actually put them in the playoffs or not i don't think i did we could check it but you were a little more in on them though than i was at least for sure i was probably also a little more in on the bears than you too i was a little more in on a lot of the teams at the bottom of the league <laughs> But yeah, that's okay. You were, you were like okay. tentatively in on the Broncos. You're like, I think Sean just to can shoot do it. myself a little bit of bail. I think we've established that the reason for a lot of that is I have a hard time breaking the like season long view of teams. And I do think yeah. that both of these teams are teams that will get better throughout the year unless they kind of purposely start losing in order to preserve a great draft pick. But yeah. like Justin Fields, somehow they're two of the better prospects. Uh, at, at starting quarterback that could actually like evolve a little bit, you know, like yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Hey guys, I got news for you. Patrick Mahomes is good. And he's also not going to take any major leaps forward in development because he's already the best in the league. He's pretty developed same, already. How same with Josh Allen, same with a lot of these guys, but yeah. there are some quarterbacks who aren't great yet, who will become great. I'm not saying it is Sam Howell and Justin Fields for sure, but there are quarterbacks who haven't proven themselves who will do it this season. So if it's going to be anybody, it might as well be Fields and Howell. That's how I look at it. And and you also think it will be Stroud as well, right? I, to be fully fair, I wasn't even as in on Stroud 
as I was in on like fields and how I, I really think there is a little bit of like a rookie wall yeah. and being sophomores in the league is huge. So Howell and fields, both sophomores. So you're you know, most yeah, as, in terms rookie. of player development and jumps, you're most in on Howell and fields even more so than like, well, I mean, Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Jordan love, all of the <laughs> other kind of developmental quarterbacks. Uh, Bryce young would seen, be another one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I was at the beginning of the year. Yes. I'm not like taking that back, but like, I'm not ignoring what we've seen either. Through, okay. Yeah. You know, so what we're, with what we've weeks. seen, but let's, let's check in on that. That's where you were at the C- beginning C- of the Caesar year. Stroud is looking the best. Also being given the best opportunity. I think it's actually really valuable that he is, uh, jumping in with like a first time head coach. Cause he's figuring it out. And the head coach is just like, this is going to be my guy. I'm going to toss yeah. all the faith in the world in him. And CJ Stroud is the reason they're either winning or losing games. And I know yeah. that sounds harsh. Like you can't put the losses on him, but he's not one of the best quarterbacks in the league yet. He is the reason they're losing, but when they win, but he also gets to be him. the reason they're winning. Yeah, exactly. It really is like that. When, when Bryce young and his team are losing all the time, I'm like, there's a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah. It's not just him. Like a lot of problems. Does who, uh, who does he even have to throw to Adam Thielen? That's his number one receiver. Yeah, main That's dude. not a great number one receiver. I mean, it's pretty guess. old number one receiver. Yeah. I you're not you you're not getting much yak yards out of Adam Thielen. Yeah. John, um, I know we got some other stuff we're getting to. I want yeah, to talk, talk about, about uh, trades. Uh, yeah, a few things in football. I wasn't sure if you you were uh you knew I was gonna bring this up, but yeah, I, I forgot almost to add this. And we got to talk about a couple of key trades that happened. I I think both today, if I'm not mistaken, uh earlier in the day. Uh so Let's start so if with you're Chase listening Claypool. on audio, it would be if you're listening on audio, it would be yes, Friday right. or something like that. But Chase Claypool, yeah, good point. traded Friday, October 6th. A uh, couple of big transactions, there might be even more than this. Uh, but Chase Claypool to the Dolphins. So, Chase Claypool, quick little history on him. Nice, uh, do do one more without me obstructing it. It's like Chase Claypool. Oh, it was a nice little squeak at the end on that one. I like that. Yeah, Top yeah, it was off. adolescent Ooh, dolphin, nice. you know, it's going through changes. That's nice. I like it. Uh, all right. So Chase Claypool, uh, originally drafted by the Steelers. Steelers have this like phenomenal draft history of receivers. You know, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, they make them look good. And then it kind of seems like actually maybe they don't like like Juju Smith-Schuster exactly is a guy who doesn't seem to Deontay it somewhere else. Uh, Deontay's still there, still still doing right. it up. Yeah. Okay. So he doesn't fit that same pattern. Yeah. But like, right, right. He's still there. Uh, good Steelers but, receiver. Right, right, right. And Chase Claypool just got moved last season to the Bears, and I believe the it Bears. was for the thirty second. It was like for a first round pick. Okay. Which is crazy. A pick okay. in the thirties. It might have been an early second. I can't remember, but a pick in the thirties, which is compared to basketball. I know you're basketball. Yeah, yeah. They, give me like the a thirties in basketball. Is that like a top ten pick. Well, a pick in the 30s in basketball is hot garbage, basically. Right. right no, like so give me a comp to basketball. Is that like a top 10 pick? A top five Oh, pick? yeah, yeah. Um, well, anybody drafted in the first round, that's that's major. Yeah, I would say first round is probably more similar to like the first the top 10 picks in basketball. Okay. Probably like that. Like All right. if you're drafting a guy in the first round, he should be in your plans, like a starter, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. A lot of starters in football. You know, I don't yeah. know if you knew that. 22, yeah. really more. Most guys who get tra- drafted in the top 10. They're part of the plan. If if they go to a good team, maybe they're not a starter, but they're definitely part of the plan. They're, it's definitely part of the plan to like give them significant right. minutes and develop them. Yeah. So when you swap that pick for a receiver, and I think if that trade was pretty much straight up, I'm not going to look up what the trade was. This was a year ago anyway. Uh, he went to the Bears, and a lot of people were like, great, Justin Fields needs a receiver. This was before the DJ Moore trade, by the way. They were like, Chase Claypool, new number one receiver on the Bears. 
Right. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Meanwhile, the main guy they had at that time, Darnell Mooney, they're like, he'll be the number two. Or maybe vice versa. Maybe we've got it wrong. They're both pretty good, right? Uh, eh. Neither are that good at all. It's not really that crazy. They aren't number one receivers. They go out and get DJ Moore. Obviously a great move now that we've seen what we've seen. Yeah. Chase Claypool relegated to number three on the depth chart and really beyond. Yeah. Uh, Darnell Mooney outplayed him. I think they've got some other guys outplaying him. They get some other positions involved in that team as well. So the Dolphins go, we don't need this guy anymore. We kind of messed up. Let's trade him away. They basically gave him up for, I can't stand it when people say this. I, w- I want to publicly like, have a, have a stance on this. When people say they, they traded him away for a bag of chips. When I see that, John, I get fired up, man. When there's like, hey, no creativity. Don't, don't do bags of chips dirty like that, all right? Well, that too. Ba- bags but of also, chips are delicious and valuable. Can we talk about jokes that have been recycled about 300 yeah. times over? Like if you're trying to joke and trying to get people to laugh, especially on the internet in like a text format where you're yeah. making comments on stuff Bag and you're making the done. same joke that everybody's made 300 times before. Yeah. What are we doing? We need a new thing. Use yeah. anything There's else. So anything many things that, that are equally valuable as a bag of chips, right? Like when I chips, click on a dollar 98, go look up stuff that's two bucks and be like, it's that, you know, yeah, or less pack of gum. Pack I haven't even heard gum. that one. That would be way funnier. It's better. Shit. Yeah. Anyway. Basically, for any of those dollar store items, mm-hmm. Chase Claypool traded him away for a con. Traded, yes, to the Dolphins. Now, to the Finns. Chase Claypool, I would say, knowing he's getting traded today, October sixth, uh, on the so back the of a Dolphins trade just a year receive, ago for so, so just much. To be clear, the Dolphins receive Chase Claypool. Bears receive Dolphins branded pack of condoms, or what do we got? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Dolphins, uh, like, uh, like replacement, like. They sent him a hat from the gift shop skimmer or something. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you told me that today Chase Claypool is getting traded again, this quick after like a big trade for him, I would say like dude's career is basically over. Like there's no chance. And it still probably is. If I had to hand pick a team where he might be able to be relevant in some kind of gadgety role, because I think that's where he is at this point in his career. Gadget Chase Claypool. Why not? send him to the team that just gets all the offensive yards. Like, I mean, they're going to figure out something to do with him. I don't hate When the bears trade for him, I go, they might not have a plan. I hope they did. They did not. When the dolphins trade for him, Mike McDaniel, I tend to think like he's got a plan. He's going to figure it out. And it's going to make everybody look stupid because he's going to have done it for pennies on the dollar. Got him for something stupid, like a six, seven, like round swap. It's pretty crazy. Honestly. Yeah, Chris Vant disagrees. He says Claypool won't work with the Dolphins either. He will keep getting bounced around the league every year. Basically, Chris is thinking Claypool's a journeyman at this point. He's he's all but a journeyman. You think maybe he could work with just all of the oodles of offense? Well, oodles the thing about journeyman, John, is usually yeah. when you use the word journeyman, you're talking about a guy who has a lot of experience, been around for a long time. <laughs> Chase Claypool's been around for a minute now. But I mean, he doesn't Fourth get all journeyman. that many snaps, nor that many targets. Like it's like he's just so. So when I say journeyman, and maybe we just use it a little bit differently in basketball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's the kind of guy who's kind of good enough to play on a lot of teams, and like he's not zero value. He's valuable enough, and he's good enough to play on a lot of teams. But he's never going to be the guy, and uh, and typically he's pretty good at blending. You know, it's like yeah, he can come be your sixth, seventh man. You know, and and uh, and he'll be a pretty good addition for that. You could call him that. He's definitely not the sixth or seventh man or even the equivalent of that for a football team yet. 
Uh, but I would say I would put him more in the category of like developmental player. There's like stuck forever in developmental player because he still has a lot of the weird tools that could make him not even tools attributes that could make him like phenomenal in the league. Uh-huh. He's incredible, like incredible size and, and weight and, and I think strength, but it doesn't look like it's like available on the football field for him. You know, uh-huh. it doesn't feel like it's like practically applicable. He doesn't have, uh, he doesn't have functional strength or speed. Right. Or right. Size. And he, he has no but, functional size. The one so he's thing a, that he's a shower, not a grower. Yeah. And he's not like a traditional receiver. He has like no skills really that like a typical good receiver would have, it seems like. But well, he, every team he's been on has kind of figured out really quick like you got to use him in some kind of gadgety role. And uh, again, if I could hand pick one team that uses players in a gadget role more often than any, I mean, how about the team that's using Tyreek Hill every single possible way, gadget yeah. or not, Devon Achan? Yeah, and that's why he's ripping off these huge the, plays. He's being skewed open in a gadgety way. Guys, Chase Claypool, he is big. He is fast. He is strong. He's just looked bad because they've been using him like a traditional receiver in the NFL. Yeah. I don't think his career is over. I think Mike McDaniel might have just gotten he, himself somebody who's valuable. He, he could be Mike McDaniel's Debo, but not quite as good as Debo. Right? Like it's uh, it, the, Mike so McDaniel's I, Debo is Tyreek Hill. Well, Mike McDaniel's Christian McCaffrey's Tyreek Hill, I guess. Right. Yeah. 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 It's just mm. a different position. But that's what maybe I'm saying. Then, like, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like he's like, like that gadget player that's like, I mean, we'll hand the ball to him. Some, we'll pitch it. We'll throw screens to him. We'll throw passes well, to him. What they're doing in, in Miami isn't all that different than San Francisco. That's why the comp works here. Is basically, yeah, I was going to say, Kyle, they line Kyle up. Shanahan also seems like a guy who could use him, but just doesn't need him at the moment, you know? Yeah, cast is full over there, yeah. right? The, the movie is casted out. And But what, what I was saying is, like, the uh, the death of, like, traditional positions is kind of happening with certain schemes. Positionless football is a thing that's coming up, and yeah. it's coming up in that scheme, the Shanahan-McDaniel scheme. So gadget players work really well there because you don't have the same roles as usual and speed and strength where it traditionally couldn't be applied to a position, they'll figure out a way to do it. So yeah. I, 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 again, I'm not, I'm not saying he's the new hot thing. They, they traded nothing to get it. So they're not that highly invested in him, but I'm just saying on the off chance uh, that he could resurrect his career. There's not a better spot in the league. And I dare somebody to disagree with me over that. Uh, another big trade here, John, uh, let's, let's move on to the last one. I wanted to bring up big one for me. Uh, the Niners. Most Making people a think trade. one of the top defenses in the league on the back of potentially the best defensive line in the league. You know, we already have superstars like Bosa. Uh, you know, we got Eric Armstead. We got Javon Hargrave. We got great guys who were young, like Drake Jackson. They went out, got Randy Gregory, who I don't know if you know a ton about, no. uh, but he's, he's a journeyman in the NFL. Okay. Uh, he's had some troubles off the field. I don't know all what, what kind of troubles. What are we talking about here? Troubles is the right word because I, it's not I just love like a, a I love a good shit show. You know what I mean? Like, hey, what do we got going on here? What what, what, well, what are you doing? So got a little Niners, uh, domestic stuff. We got some some gang stuff. What do we got going on? We'd have to pull that up and look at it a little bit more. Okay, I'm not totally sure. I think maybe some domestic stuff. I don't know. I don't well, want to put words. Know, that's not great uh, in but... the mouth or anything. Uh, it, I might be wrong though. I'll Google definitely... it. I googled baseball earlier, so I'm pretty good at the Google. Yeah, Randy Gregory. Uh, that's two Y's in that name. Three R's. Uh, <laughs> for those counting, uh, no other letters repeat in his name. That's. I mean, okay. Thank you for letting me know. Just uh, oh, he just, used to play for the Cowboys. Just, I think you. I think 
playing for the Cowboys comes with off-field trouble, doesn't it? Oof. Well, they say, they're like, oh, welcome to the Cowboys. Here's a domestic violence charge. Here's it's. I don't know. Maybe you can answer this for me. This is like our like funky Friday show. I don't know. What do we call it? Like weird shit Friday. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Like uh, I like funky Friday. That's fun. Funky Friday, Gee, baby. That's funky. Uh, yeah. I did. I mean, I did. Okay, sure. That's you what, just did funky that. Friday, I, I'm I'm in on funky Friday. Uh, all right. Um, maybe you can tell me in basketball. Do <laughs> you like that? Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> Motorboat and Friday. Funky just, Friday. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe you can tell me in basketball, but there are some teams that like build their their team off of, like character guys who might not have the best like physical attributes. And there's sure. other teams that go, we care all about the physical attributes and give us all the DV guys and the like. Oh yeah, he's had some trouble like off the court. I know that there's teams that do that. Yeah. The 49ers, since they've taken over this regime of the 49ers, they have taken all the clean, like, uh, you know, the, just, I mean, they have Harvard graduates on the squad. I mean, they have wow. the, like, intellectual, clean <clears throat> yeah. uh, character guys. They're like, we don't want off-field drama. Exactly. You know? And they right. cut a lot of good players who were, you know, Colin Kaepernick maybe is the best example. Like, if yeah. you're going to be a distraction, we kind of don't care how good you are. Right, uh, okay. A lot of controversy around that. We won't get into that. Randy Gregory is that guy, though. He's probably... so I got it pulled up. Sub, uh, he violated the NFL substance abuse policy. Substance abuse, yeah. I which I wonder one. if it. I I haven't read enough yet, but this this article I is seven years old. It might have been we offender. I think he's a repeat offender. Well, this article is seven years old, and or no, it's not. It's 2019, so that's four years old. And maybe it was weed, and maybe weed's okay now. I don't know. We didn't specify what year we're recording this in, John. Yeah. Well, you said Friday, October sixth. Earlier. I didn't say what oh, year. that could be any year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, all right. Go, go on. <laughs> so Randy Gregory, uh, I don't want to call him a low character guy, but a guy who's had some troubles, right? Okay. A guy that you would think the Niners are kind of not in on, but right, they're kind right, of right. past that point of like building a foundation. They're in this like, it, it, this is why this move matters Tweaky. to me. They're in this like win now, let's go get a ring mode. And for them to make a move for this guy who is undeniably talented yeah. as an edge rusher, a premier position in the NFL. They got him for again pennies on the dollar. They have an option for like three more years because of the off-field stuff, and it's pretty cheap. No guaranteed money, so they can cut bait whenever they want. The the uh Broncos, where he actually came from in this trade, because he went from the Cowboys to the Broncos, uh, and now from the Broncos to the 49ers. The Broncos are paying 10 million of his salary still this year. <laughs> so the Niners pay vet minimum to him, which don't ask me how much that is, but it's the minimum, it's not okay. a lot. And they can cut him after the season without paying any penalty. And they only swapped, I think, their their sixth round pick for for the Broncos seventh round pick, I think. And they got Gregory. I might be mistaken. Um, a lot of times these details kind of come out a little bit later, but that's what I've seen. So this is a clear indication the Niners are all in. If you didn't know, they're four and zero. Yeah. Of course, they're going for a Super Bowl. So is he a seven plus year vet at this point, or is he a four to six yeah, year guy? Yeah, I, I would. I would guess he is seven but plus year vet minimum 1.65 million dollars so super cheap nice so and cheap what did they trade what did they would they give up for him yeah like i think it was just a pick swap from from uh their sixth down to the broncos seventh i think along with recovery so yeah like wow. nothing basically uh, i mean i mean i like it when you can like draft him, Brock Purdy as the last tweaking. pick of the draft, yeah, who cares if you're picking in the sixth or the seventh? Little, yeah, we should rely on that strategy. Being able to draft our starting QB with the last pick in the draft that should just it be works for the Rams. It's working for the night. I mean, a lot of yeah. teams are kind of on that. Like, who cares about these top picks? We can get guys we want later and, yeah. and get a lot of stuff for it now. 
Um, Daniel B. Boudini just showing up. What's up, Dan? What's up, y'all? He says, fly, what up, D-Dog? What's up, Funky Friday? Daniel's joining us for Funky Friday. Just a reminder, guys, every 10 <laughs> likes on the video. <laughs> just a reminder, guys, every 10 likes on the video, we give away a $25 gift card. We're currently at 12, so we owe you one. We'll do that at the end of the show. But if we hit 20 at any point, then we'll just go ahead and give one away. Yeah, I like the moves by the Niners just kind of tweaking, tweaking and optimizing. You know what I mean? They're like, what? I think they're creating redundancies here. It's like, hey, if you know, what happens if we lose Bosa? Well, let's get another ed edge rusher. Like, I think they're just kind of let's where can we make redundancies? Because our biggest problem has been health, right? So how can we guard against that? Uh, where if we have some guys get hurt, we're still very capable of winning. We don't even talk about that, John. We don't talk about that being a possibility at all. That's like well, him. I, mean, I, I to me, that's what they're doing here, right? Like they're kind of saying, like, we we want to be bulletproof, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, make no mistake that they'll probably have plenty of packages where they're both on the field at the same time, but you're right. They oh, want yeah. to be able to sure, replace sure. production because they do have significant injury history right now. Knocking on wood. They've avoided it this year pretty well. Um, maybe things are starting to click in a way that they haven't in the past. Feels like the personnel finally fits the scheme in a way that we haven't seen before on the Niners. I like it. So uh, week five give me like a week five outlook what are you feeling like just maybe by division like not full division what do not con division conference uh mm. afc give me who, who you thinking like give me your top three four contenders from the afc uh and maybe one one dark horse for you what's casey's dark horse in the afc um if i had to pick a dark horse i mean i'm not going to think about it too much i'll just pick a fun one because I think there's a lot of them that, that it could be. But I, I, I'm not going to look past the Texans anymore, man. I've been waiting to be ahead of the game on the Texans. And I've been, I, I think anybody who's listened quite a bit, they can tell I've been putting breadcrumbs out. You know, like, hey, guys, I'm all over the Texans. I'm just not like both feet in yet. Uh, that was at the beginning of the year, even week one, week two. After they look good with CJ Stroud, I still like to take credit for like, hey, I was still here before most people. Yeah. I will say I'm both feet in now. Not not as far as like actually being a dark horse to come out of that conference and go to the Super Bowl. But as far as the team that might be the most surprisingly successful at the end of the year out of the AFC, I think the Texans are highly likely to be that. All right. You like the Texans? Yeah. Uh, give me a dark horse in the NFC. So pretend you're not a Niners fan. Give me a dark horse. Man, I'll, I'll give you my AFC and I think I can count yeah, them yeah, as dark. I, I think I can count them as a dark horse at this point. The Bengals. Mm -hmm. I think at this point we can say they're a dark horse to come um, out of the AFC. They're like, uh, a it's the easy, it's the easy dark horse to pick. I know, but that's, I, that's what I'm doing here. All right. I did get Joe Burrow in a league. Somebody um, mm. made, a, made a transaction, was able to scoop up Joe Burrow. Bought, it, bought him low, huh? Might've been in the TCP league even. I don't know. A lot, a lot of crazy transactions going on in that league. I know I picked up Saquon Barkley in that league after somebody had dropped him. Like Thank it. you. Thank like you it. for that. He's not healthy yet, but uh, anyway, um, I'll go to the NFC now. The, the Dark Horse team I'll throw out. Maybe you wouldn't call them a Dark Horse now, but they're in a, a division that could go any which way. Yeah. They are leaders of the division right now, but I think they've already proven Dark Horse status a little bit, which yeah. might make them like a medium horse. They're like a, they're like a dark gray horse. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean they have to be a neutral shade. They could be like a nice, like you know, uh, rustic orange or something, you know, like, okay. a, I like what you said any... about the Bengals, a spotted horse, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what they are. Cause you look at one place and you're like bright spot. You look at another place. You're like black hole. Yeah. So they're like a black, just and white, like a tiger like, has dairy stripes. cow. 
Just like a oh. Bengal tiger has stripes as a horse. The Bengals have stripes. I don't know, man. It's getting too deep. Tell me your NFC dark horse. Uh, yeah, I'll go with the Bucks, man. Another okay. player I have acquired in fantasy lately is Baker Mayfield. I think a lot of people are like, man, okay. value out of May- Mayfield so far. Yeah, it's probably not going to last. So let me get something for him. So now. what did I hear? Uh, the OC from Seattle last year when Geno Smith was comeback player of the year and Geno Smith sort of revived his career in, in Seattle. That is the current OC with the Bucks, And it seems like we're seeing the same thing from Baker Mayfield. So this is like, you know, I don't know if this is like a pattern with this OC. He's just able to like see what they're capable of and, and bring it out of them. Uh, but if it is, I love that. You know, I love that. I love this. I love this chapter for Baker. Baker. Yeah, I'm not even totally sure. Is that accurate? Is that real? That's what yeah. that's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. he's not the o- yeah, he's not the former OC of Seattle. Okay. He is he was a former assistant, like an offensive assistant. So okay. this is his first OC job, it seems like uh if I'm not mistaken. But he, uh, yeah, I, oh. I mean I think just yeah. jumping jumping from that same situation and that seems like that seems like what's happening here. Uh another person who seems to be in a re- in Maybe, revival mode. Man, I don't know. Give Baker some credit, damn it. You know what I mean? Like we're so I know it's easy. true. It's true cuz he like he got the Browns to the playoffs and they're like no, like give us Deshaun Watson on a Later, awful homie. on an awful contract. Uh and goes, then he goes to Carolina, which and they're like is no, a give known us Bryce Young on a on yeah, like what I mean No, no, no. Carol like goes to Carolina immediately afterwards after going to the playoffs for the Browns yeah. and they say not good enough. Uh guys who are decent at football have looked bad on the Panthers. Like yeah, I already said Sam Arnold. I mean, I'm not making it up. I said that earlier. Bryce Young. If you believe he's not good at football, I mean, you're I'm gonna not be controversial. You're I, an idiot. Let's say I hear what I wanted you're to saying, use a, a but harsher this... word. Baker Mayfield looking bad on the Panthers wasn't a shouldn't matter much. He gets traded. Remember, he got traded to the Rams, and over uh, the course of a flight, he learned the playbook, and he showed out for the Rams in the first game for them. He played pretty good for them. Now he goes to the Buccaneers, and people are like it's a fluke. He's playing good. I'm like, he's played good almost everywhere he's ever played. What are we talking about? I hear I think what you're you need saying, to give but credit the to when is they that play it's well. a revival for sure. You know, like it, it's kind of well, interesting. It shouldn't publicly, be. public figure wise, yes, but not yeah. necessarily from play. His, look at his stats; they're not that that bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, could you say the same about Gino? Did he really play really awful anywhere or did he just Similar not play well enough for Gino? Similar yeah, situation for Gino, but the yeah. bigger difference is Gino was also just on the couch for what? Five years. Yeah. Six years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe, yeah. It was, maybe it was floating around doing, he was something, hurt. He, he was no, backup. He was not he really played playing. no significant football like yeah. for so long. That makes it even harder to believe he's going to bounce back after something like that. Baker never did. Yeah. Baker never took time off of being a starter. He just had to, bob and weave his way around nfl franchises to do it but it feels like every step of the way it's kind of like arguable whether or not they should be cutting bait with him yeah even the rams i thought they were going to keep him on the rams why would you get rid of him matt stafford in a back brace at the time and they're like we don't need this guy who just shows (laughs) up on a day notice and hey if the browns don't want him we don't want him okay there's some obvious chemistry here but you know what (laughs) we hate chemistry it was our least favorite subject in high school yeah we want matt stafford targeting puka nakua or Cooper Cup 55 times a game. That's what we want. Um, all right. So you got Bucks, you got who'd you say in the FC? Texans, uh, my dark horse NFC team. I don't know, it's probably like it is probably the Bucks. It's uh I mean the Vikings. Vikings are good dark horse too. Um, but we're not the experts here. We got the foremost sports expert in the world, the most well-read man on the first page of any book, weighing in on who he thinks. The best team in oh, football man. is. I can't wait. Mr. LeBron James. This is a different beast. Uh, this is a different beast. 
Uh, the Niners are looking like the best team in football on both sides of the, on both sides of the field. Uh, Brock Purdy is sharp. Obviously, Debo, Brandon Ayuk. Um, you know, which you, what can you can see? You can't say any more great things about CMC. Um, he, he's a he, George Kittle, um, and that's just the name. Of, just just name a couple, man. Um, and then defensively, um, when you when you talk about Freddie G. Warner, um, he's just an absolute beast, man. Greenlaw, the rest of those guys, man. Listen, I can sit here and talk all day uh, about the Niners and um, how great they look, how well coached they are. Um, and I didn't even name all the great players that they have. They just have so many great ones. And um, they do like a Super Bowl title winning team so far through three games. And uh, I see them keeping it going today um, live from uh, Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. Um, I got the Niners winning that game. All right. Oh, okay. So wait. Uh, let, I, love let me, that, I love what he was saying. Is that the guy who uh, brings the porta potties like to outside the stadiums before games and stuff? Is that? Yeah. No. He seems is? like he knows a lot about football. Yeah. I never. Let, I don't know. Let me just say fun. that that was like a classic LeBron take when he's like, <laughs> "I could talk all day about this." I'm like, "No, I think you've said literally everything that you could." Buy. Like, I think you just said the names of every single Niners player that you know. Uh, Probably he he is yeah. one to do that. There's kind so of many thing, guys. Right? There's so many guys that I could name. I'm like, I think did he, he named even them say all. Bosa? Sure. Did he? Did he say Bosa? He did not. He did not say Bosa. Uh, he said Fred Warner, but not Bosa. Well, I but mean, I, hey, Fred, Fred deserves his flowers, but I Bosa. get it. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a classic. I I go all day on this. I'm like, I think you. This is the I end think of the you first went about as long as you could go. Yeah. Uh, no, his take is right. I guess it's like, it's an easy pick, but uh, I yeah no. I mean, I think the take is good, but it's not. It's not a tough take. But I, you like finding yourself on the same side as a, of the argument as LeBron, yeah? You're a big LeBron guy. Oh, LeBron's his name is that? That's what yeah, I LeBron, LeBron, the porta potty guy. Yeah, I mean, I have no reason to dislike a guy who's just talking like that about my favorite team. So yeah, I guess, I guess seems well educated. Yeah, seems well educated. LeBron thinks 49ers best team in 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 football. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's yeah. right. I mean, he's right. He's right. I, if it's not I, the 49ers, I want to see. Let's if go it's back not the 49ers, to the 49ers. Who is it? It's 2019 matchup, baby. I mean, how do you exclude the Chiefs from that conversation? Mm -hmm. I think the Eagles have been, I mean, this is what I don't like about saying this stuff is I, I don't mind wearing the Niners badge of honor. Like, I don't, I know people think I'm just a homer for them, but I think the Eagles have been made too big a deal of, right? Like, I won't take anything away from them last year, but we know how that game went. We know why specifically that game went that way. And I'm not saying it wouldn't have anyway, but this yeah. season, forget about last season, this season, knowing what we think the Eagles are capable of, they have not played up to that level. I would still say they still are just, they're winning, but there's misfires kind of happening. Things don't look that smooth. You watch a team like the chiefs or the Niners, and it just feels like there is no other way the game is going to go other than them absolutely dominating their opponent regardless of what the the final score is because we all know there's a lot of stuff that goes on in like the fourth quarter of a game that can yeah change the score but if you've watched the Niners play any game of football this year and you didn't think from whistle to whistle that they were going to win like you're on another planet man they they're just absolutely dominant every single position group on the roster and the only team that I feel that way about is the Chiefs. Even though it's not every position group, it's just the ones they are so good at. They're so much better than anybody at. Quarterback and tight end. Best combo probably of all time. Quarterback and tight end. I mean, I don't think you can argue that anymore. Mahomes to Kelsey. I like it. Hey, look. The Taylor we, Swift. 
the Mahomes to Kelsey to Swift. Mahomes yeah. swiftly to Kelsey. I don't know. It's like a Do you think she'll write a song about uh like about not just Kelsey because that's common, right? But like I mean for about sure, the team, coming. about like Pat. Are you saying Kelsey is coming? <laughs> I think uh, you about said. I think you. I think you said that. You just said. You said Kelsey was coming. I, I'm just. I'm just repeating what I heard. I'm just reporting the news. I think uh, I, he always does. <laughs> that's true. That's the how. That how. That's how it ends. He's coming. Um. Yeah. So I think. Uh, I think we get. You know. I think we get a whole. For sure, we get a Kelsey song. But she's always very cryptic about the song. So. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to we're just there's definitely going to be some g- general football references, maybe references to Andy Reid, you know, maybe there's going to be a cheeseburger reference in, in the song. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I like you never know. what's gonna. I, if there's one thing in this world that I'm sure of is that I don't know what Taylor Swift is going to do. I that's accurate. That's an accurate statement. All right. Before we are about to wrap up here, short show to on this on this funky Friday. <laughs> Uh, I like that you got in on it that time. I did, yeah. I, I mean, I knew I was going to say it, so I got to plan ahead. Uh, but before we get, before we go over to playback and we uh, draw our $25 gift card winner, I do want to talk a little hoops. Uh, make sure you guys like the video if you're on YouTube. We are giving away a gift card on okay. playback. Uh, it'll be a $25 gift card to DAP Sports. They sell sports memorabilia, cards, things like that. I do want to talk a little hoops. Obviously, NBA hasn't started yet. We're not going to talk about anything serious, but I got two things for you. First of all, Whoa. we all know about the Dame trade at this point. We all know he went to Milwaukee, but uh, Media Day, we got word about a little prank, a little prank that OG Ananobi pulled on da- on Dame. So uh, here we go. I didn't know what was, it, everything was up in the air. And um, I was on the phone and I just got a random text uh, from OG, like, welcome to Toronto. <laughs> OG Ananobi over there. Yeah. And he was like, welcome to Toronto. And he always like messing around, like joking and stuff like that. We trained together in the summer a little bit. And he texted me like, welcome to Toronto. So I was like, man, let me call this dude and see. And I, you know, I finally called him. He didn't answer. Then he called me back. He was laughing. I was like, okay. <laughs> but I was like, it just caught me off guard. Like, I know yeah. it didn't happen like that, you yeah. know. So, oh, yeah. man, I mean, you, you just, uh, that's a tough time, OG. You, what do you think his reaction was? Like, he was probably like, no! Yeah. Please, no, 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 please, no. It's so cold there. I wanted to go to Miami. I don't want to be a ramp. I don't want to be a dinosaur. <laughs> Something like uh, that, maybe. Yeah, and what would have Toronto would have had to move like whatever assets they had for him too. So not only would he have gone to Toronto, uh, he would have gone to like Toronto probably without Fred Van Vliet or Pascal. Well, definitely without Fred Van Vliet because he's with the yeah. Rock. He going. He going. But probably without Pascal Siakam. So basically yeah. it would have been Portland, but colder and in the East. OG uh, Ananobi would have been their best player. Yeah. With Dame. Yeah. So, I mean, which I by guess... the way, I, I'm an OG guy. I like OG. He's you a very defensive minded player. I love those guys. And this makes me like, he, he just shot up my rankings even more. <laughs> uh, he's like a top 10 player in the NBA. I think. I lo- yeah, no, I mean, for sure. He's definitely, he's a top 10 prankster. That's a great prank. He's that like he's that ever valuable power forward position in the Casey scheme, and and yeah. you know there's a void there in a lot of teams. I think they got to get bigger there. Yeah, you, you know that. Like, can we get more early two thousands basketball where we all play like in the key? That would be great. 
Uh, OG Ananobi still looks like that guy who just like on a college team, high school team or whatever, like he hasn't really played a lot of basketball, but they're like, he's a freak athletically. Just go out there and like wreak havoc. When a ball goes in the air, just swat it down. Uh, you know, if, if there was ever a lose one, go get it. Just jump up, like just stay on that. Like, and he's like, yeah, I can do all that. If stuff OG really Ananobi well. was a football player, what would his position group be? Ooh, gotta be defense still. Sure, um, sure. Yep. Probably. I mean, He's like pretty big. Him. He's pretty big yeah. to be a defensive back. You know, what that's I mean? what I was going to say. Maybe like I was going to say a safety at first, but I think he's too big, too slow. So probably like a linebacker, probably some kind of like he seems rushing linebacker. He, he feels Fred Warnery to me. You know what I mean? Like, no, like, Fred, I mean, that, hey, I like that OG, kind of role. That kind Fred of role. is Fred is a sideline to sideline middle linebacker, top of his position in the league. Best, best linebacker in football. OG ain't that. I think you put I'm him on the outside. I, I didn't, I'm not saying skill. I'm not saying level. I'm saying like that kind of role. He also doesn't get after the quarterback much. And I think you'd be missing out if you had OG Ananobi and you don't go like, hey, you see that guy uh, who throws the ball and stuff? Just go tackle his ass. Like, yeah. If you didn't do that or, with him, you'd be making a mistake, I think. Or wait till he throws it, jump up in the air and try and get it out. Swat there. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, also an edge rusher shot. Yeah. yeah. I think you keep it out of the middle of the field. You put him on a side and you say, do you think if that ball goes up in the air, you better get it. Yeah. Don't let, don't let anybody else have it. And yeah, I think that's, that's a specialty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Another super timely piece of news in the NBA, last little NBA piece of news. Uh, we've got the goods. It's, it's a little, about a week old now, but I didn't catch it before our last show. Uh, we got the goods on the Jordan pool, Draymond green kerfuffle, uh, or I mean the, the skirmish, the, when when Draymond Green punched Jordan Pool in the face, it's not really a kerfuffle. It was a one-sided kerfuffle. Yeah. Draymond punched Jordan Pool. Jordan Pool did nothing. But we learned what Jordan Pool said. Like this is confirmed from multiple sources. What Jordan Pool said to get punched. Uh, so let's let's take a look at that. Here we are. Right. Here, here the moment. The moment of truth. Because Ezra Edelman, Academy Award-winning documentary filmmaker. <sighs> Stop saying that, please. <laughs> What did the source in your phone tell you that Jordan Poole told Draymond Green that got him punched in the face? I don't know that I even feel comfortable saying that. You saw the phone. You saw the text. So why don't you tell me? Fine. Okay, here it is. You're an expensive backpack for 30, is what was said. Say that again? You're an expensive backpack for 30 is what Jordan Poole told Draymond Green that got him punched in the f***ing face. So when you saw that text, what went through your mind? I was electrified. Why? Because it felt like looking at the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, please. <laughs> like, you're an expensive backpack for 30. Let's diagram the sentence. 30 is who in this case? Steph Curry. Yes, that's right. Number 30, number one in your heart, Steph Curry, is the 30 in question. You're an expensive backpack for 30. Expensive. Mm. Like, this is not like, oh, this is like Louis Vuitton. This is uh, Draymond Green making $25.8 million a year expensive. And contextually, knowing that there's a lot of money issues surrounding the Warriors and that Draymond Green was going to be up for a contract extension after last season. Yes. And Jordan Poole was also going to be up for a contract extension. Yes. The idea of money was swirling in the air. It was the thing that Draymond Green, I am told was actively worried about, insecure about, anxious about. Draymond had told people, I am told, 
that he believed last season would be his final season in Golden State. This was going to be his last dance. And here was Jordan Poole, the guy about to take his money in the zero-sum game of Joe Lacob, owner of the Warriors' pockets. The thing that he had earned as the best defensive player and anchor a future Hall of Famer on this team. So, expensive. Backpack. Well, I guess that means that... uh, It's a good line. Steph's been carrying him. It's a good line. It is a good line. All right, Casey, you're the resident Warriors fan. What do you think? Good line? Uh, Yeah, it's a good line. (laughs) It is. That's, I mean... He got punched in the face for it, so he got his, but it's... Uh, I think he still won, kind of. Come up with that on the spot? That is good. I don't know. I mean, maybe Plus he had he that. Get paid, maybe he had right? it in the bag. He, like, thought about it months before. He's like, I'm away. I'm going to get him with this. Yeah, I mean, plus he did get paid, right? How much does he make now? Uh, he did get a pretty good contract extension, I think, right before that. Um, let's see. Jordan Poole salary. Four years, $128 million. I mean, yeah. how much is Draymond made? Draymond makes about 25 a year, so he makes a little less. A little less. I mean, been in the league longer, but made but yeah. has made less. So who knows yeah. by when it's all said making, and done. Making less per league. year. I mean, he's he's definitely made more over the course of his career. Definitely. Right. But. So far. Older guy. Um, I think it's a, a good insult for sure. It's a I also think insult. There's a lot of truth to it. Uh, <laughs> I, it just has always felt like. What Draymond does, maybe he is one of the best at it. Maybe he is one of the best at what he does. Maybe. But it feels like there are a lot of guys who could do what he does well enough when you've got Steph Curry on your team, you know, to be able to be what the Warriors are and to be what they have been. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's just my bias showing through. Um, I, I I love what Poppin' Fresh said about it. He said, uh, uh, of course he was going to get punched, but so worth it. I'm like, Agreed. yeah, like you said, I, we didn't know before. Cause, and we were kind of like, dude, how embarrassing is that for Jordan Pooley? Basically just got sucker punched. Didn't get to punch back. Like he kind of like, yeah, Draymond Green put him in this, like, you're my bitch position. Right. Uh, I almost think he's still like, now that I know what he said, I almost feel like he's Jordan Poole still came out on, on top of that. Like, that's uh, what I'm saying. I think he did. I think he did for sure. Yeah. I mean, he, it looked, you know, he had an awful season. Warriors were right yeah. to move on from him. Warriors oh, not right on the court. Trade. Not on the court. Hey, right. did he win? Yeah, no, like, that, yeah. that little exchange, he won that even though he got punched in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, calling a grown man a backpack is is there. It's Yeah, it's that was good. good. I, I could not have come up with... Uh, that's a comedian-level line, I think, you know? Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, probably, a new comedian, a, a look, young comedian. He came up with... I mean, if he came up with it on the spot, it's a very good improv line. You think he was just sitting on it for days? Just I think... Oh, man, what do you think? Till do you think he was sitting on again. it for a minute? Just like that mother effer. I'm gonna fucking hate Draymond. Well, just wait till I unleash that backpack line. He's gonna lose his mind. And he did. And have then you he seen, punched him in the face. Yeah, he was right. He lost his mind. Uh, have you seen the? Have you seen the episode of Seinfeld where... Like George, somebody like insults George at work, and he thinks of the he thinks of the comeback mm. later, and he's, yeah, he's like, like, I should, oh, this. oh he's, yeah, he's like waiting to do it, but the guy like transfers to another company in another city, so then George like calls a meeting with that company to do a collaboration with the Yankees so that he can use the line uh, and like get set him up for the comeback, and then the other dude just has a comeback for that. Um, I yeah, that's that's what the Jordan Poole thing feels like. Like I'm, I'm freaking Draymond, son yeah. of a bitch. He's always being mean to me. He's such a bully. Thinks he's all that. He's just a backpack. Ooh, I think he does good. think he's all that. 
I don't know. I don't know, man. Draymond's such a complex. Draymond Green has a solo podcast. Okay. Yeah. Like, here's me talking for 30 to 40 minutes. He is the exact kind of guy who would have a solo, but no other NBA player in the league has a solo podcast. Like Draymond Green's that guy who's like, I don't need anyone else. I could just talk. Yeah. Um, He's he's a peculiar guy, let's say. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about Draymond. I, I, I'm torn because, you know, he's a warrior, so I don't want to say too many bad things, but at the same time, he's, he's still Draymond. It, it, yeah, it, he, he doesn't seem... It brings a lot of the intangibles, but that's the thing about intangibles is that they're hard to tange, you know? Like, yeah, how do you, you can't tange are, them at all. Yeah, you, they're literally not tangible. Um, yeah. Casey, I think that's the pod. I think we're headed over to playback. If you are on YouTube still, join us on playback.tv slash triple cross. We're going to head over there in just a second. And we are going to pick a $25 gift card winner. So somebody's going to win a $25 gift card to DAP Sports. You can buy jerseys. You can buy other swag. You can buy sports cards. You can buy all kinds of memorabilia with that gift card. If you are listening on audio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anything like that, we appreciate you. Thanks for making it to the end of the pod today. Please go in and rate the pod. Give us the five-star rating and review it if you have a moment. That would be really nice for our egos. It really doesn't help us in the podcast app, I learned, but you know, our egos are important to us. Uh, so it would be great. And if you're on YouTube, before you head over to playback, make sure you hit the subscribe, make sure you hit the bell icon. That's triple cross. That's funky Friday. <laughs> Casey, we will see you on the other side. We'll see you in playback. We out son. Bye-bye now.